Love Talk Radio. Direct cremation. 
and because we were switching from another entity to another entity, they were very upset by that and decided to throw that out there. So he actually had to tell them about themselves. And I heard him say, in so many words, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing in the black community? You're supposed to be providing a service to the African-American community, and you're ripping them off. You're finding ways to, to, to give poor service, and you're ripping them off. So what, we, what she's talking about is my experience. You, everyone knows that we recently experienced, uh, suffered a death in the family. And so we're trying to finalize everything. And so there was one price given by one company, and because we we were, you know, ready to move on it, then we accepted what they offered. Uh, but then we found a different company that was offering better service at less prices. And so because of the hardship that it created for our family, we opted to go with the second company. And so the first company started a attaching uh, just crazy amount mm -hmm. to get out of the uh, agreement, which there was nothing written. We just They just picked up the body, and uh, they were going to prepare it, but we, we opted out of it. But before, we got, they wanted, before they let us go, they tacked on an, an additional $650. And they're not going to do any work. They're not going to prepare. They're not going to do anything. But that is the price that they charged us. And I and I talked to the lady, and I was like, well, the only reason we patronize your business is because you are a black business, and you're in the black community. And they're monumental in a black community. And I mean, I almost am. everybody goes to them. And I am yeah. a black man, so I, I, I want to patronize this and business. And we've used them before. Here's yeah. the service that you're giving me, and and this is the this is the conversation that you're giving me. They're not sensitive to what the uh, situation was. They cared not about the hardship in our family. They didn't. They didn't even care about the actual uh, situation itself, which was we had a loss. This particular uh, uh, mortuary or whatever you want to call it, funeral home, was extremely insensitive. Now they have made millions of dollars in the black community. Now this is the other part of that. They they charge. A total of $2,800, $2,200, my bad, is 28 with the dog on $600. But and you got to the They charge $2,200 for a service that initially only cost $550 to $700. Um, I'm finding that out from even researching here in another state. We're in Texas. That's in Illinois. That that service period here, wherever you go and price it, is only $700. And seventy dollars. That's total. And and that's total. But but these people in these different different places in Illinois want twenty two hundred. And that's what we're getting at with the African American community. We price ourselves out and we give poor service. Now, so that, that said, that being said. That is that that is the basis of our uh topic today. So I wanna just say this. The superior power in black America's mission is to raise the bar on black standards. That includes businesses and their employees should be trained to exceed the expectation of the people who might patronize their business. Read the third, read that second part there, honey, and, and this will tell us why. It starts with the level of service. <laughs> Thank you. Stop it, because I'm not scripted. The level of service you render must be hard to compete with when it comes to quality service and products. This will determine your success. Now, you, you read that like it didn't mean anything. No, it means but everything. Because I want to elaborate on it. I, I told okay, you I understand. The so. level of service that you render is going to determine your success. Go ahead and elaborate on that, honey. Well, you know, it, it's, it's just like when you, go, when, when you go to a restaurant. Let's say you go to an upscale, multicultural, I won't say white restaurant, you go in, like we did, we went to this really nice restaurant out here in Round Rock, and we got exceptional service. They explained everything to us about their meal. Exceptional service. It was exceptional. I mean, we love the good tip, too. But I mean, but more than that, <laughs> I was so enjoyed that, that, meal. that, that yeah. service and that meal, uh -huh. that was a bookmark for me. Right, and we want to I'm go back. I'm coming back. Right, we want to go back. I'm and coming back. Great food, great, great food, service. Great everything. 
you know, these people know how to do business. Exactly. So go ahead. And and, and then on the other hand, I, I I put my mind on this other place in Georgia that we went to, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and how how we were like, okay, uh, but wasn't that good? Understand the service was tripped out. We never in that when we just talked about this one company that gave mm-hmm. us that exceptional service, we never mentioned price. Yeah. We we never mentioned price. Okay. Right. Wait, wait, wait. We never mentioned price, and then that was a pricey place. It was, a, it was pricey. That's definitely right. Now, but you know what? I'll change that to different places that Daryl and I have gone to, even here, where we've gone into a crab. Uh, of the, not it wasn't called the crab shack. I don't think I'm talking about the other place. But we went into a place that that had crawfish and things like that. You know, it's supposed to be a decent restaurant. Uh, we've gone to places that. Um, you know, that you're supposed to be able to sit down and eat and really just have a good meal. And, and there were black-owned businesses. And, and really, Daryl would look at the floor and say, oh, I'm not eating here. The way it smells, oh, I'm not eating here. We would walk out of a restaurant in a heartbeat. And in this situation, we did not feel that way. And we went to this other restaurant, and the restaurant was nice, and it was upscale, and it was wonderful and everything. But it, it, it's not just the people. It's what you see when you walk in the door. You walk in the door, first of all, you want to be greeted. You want to be greeted. You want to know that you are welcome in that in that business. As a proprietor, like he said, it's your responsibility to make sure that the people that represent you, when you walk inside of that door, when, they, when your customer walks inside of that door, they enter your business, they're, they're, they're representing you and they're showing that they care about your business. Not only that, but that they care about your customers. And we don't get that. You know, I, I remember living in Chicago, people, you know, just saying, yeah, what you need? You go to Burger King and get that, you know. But, yeah, what you need? You know, the, you go to the airport, you're getting out the airport, you leave Austin, and you come to, to Chicago, and you get out the airport in Midway, and you got people mean mugging, mad because life is crazy, whatever. But they, the, just the way that they represent themselves is not acceptable. It's just not an acceptable thing. We have to learn how, as African Americans, to present ourselves to the public. And also, as business owners, we have to train our people. So, so if there are going to be more black businesses in the black community, the businesses need to be held to a higher standard in order to entice people to buy black. So how do you do that, Dean? Okay, so you, 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 you get better service. But here you go. Business owners should be committed to great service and quality products. And this is a must in order to compete. You will be, you will, people will walk by your store every day and go to the store next door if you are not competing with that store. You know, I just thought about something. You remember, and it's not just black businesses, but it's businesses in the black community. You remember that meat market? Mm-hmm. We would go into this meat market when we first got together because, you know, we didn't have much. We'd go to this meat market and, and grab that big old survival pack of meat, remember? Mm-hmm. And come home and cook it. And, and the meat stunk. I mean, it stunk in the in the store. And that's because of, you know, the... The quality, the standard, the, what, they, what they're giving our people in these communities. The quality mm-hmm. and the cleanliness that was not there. So shortly, we stopped using that store. I think we went once or twice and just couldn't deal with the level of service and products that we were getting. Exactly. But now, what was surprising... But that, but that was in our community, cleansed by somebody else. Uh, uh, it was not. What we accept. It was not a black business. It was. But it was substandard stuff. In now, our community. In our community. Yeah. And they made tons of money because they made millions. Yeah, and they still made what, tons. What was so surprising to us is how we saw so many people just flock into that store and buying up that that garbage. And so there are other there were other stores. Jewel for one. Dominic. Dominic. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. You know, major stores who, when you walk in the store, you you don't smell any meat. You can you buy don't smell something. the fish. You don't yeah. smell the fish. You know, you can buy something and you can feel that it's it's fresh it's safe to eat. and it's yeah. clean. And, and that was back eat. in the day. Yeah. But it's true today. It's it's true today, but I find that when you go to places like Whole Foods and and stuff like that, because they have more natural foods, grass fed things like that. So. 
Tell us why it's important, Monique. Uh, well, the that paragraph. The competition will be between other black businesses as well as businesses owned by people of other cultures. And, and they've enjoyed black spending in their establishments for decades. These store owners will not make it easy for people to change their habits of shopping and spending. Established business, businesses know how to put on a sale. They know how to solicit your business, and they know courtesy with a smile. And an extended hand will get the customer to come back to their store. Okay, so uh, understand, it's not rocket science. And the people, if you're talking about mass businesses mm -hmm. opening up in the black community, again, we have to first start renewing the way we think. And we have to see everybody, uh, black, your next black brother or sister, not only as, 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 as just a person, but as a business partner. Everybody who walks in your store is going to have a partnership with you because they're going to help your business succeed. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be imperative. Why? Now, I'm, and I get a little passionate about it. I don't feel guilty about not supporting a black yeah. store if they don't know how to treat me as a customer. Well, you know what? Just like here, our, our grocery store, our local grocery store here, H-E-B, I was surprised. I came here and I went into the store, and they have these things they call the meal deal. You buy one major item, and you get about ten items for free. That is that that, that, that gets people back in the door. Exactly. Macy's and it's quality items. knows how to put on a sale. Oh, yeah, 60% off, 50% off. Yeah, they might be higher price items. That you got, but pricing really don't come into the come picture price. when you got great service, good products, mm -hmm. and people feel welcome to your store. They, you know what, these in, individuals, like, for instance, when we first moved here, you know, I know firsthand, H-E-B trains their people on how to be Texas-friendly. That's what they say. That's a good, that, that's a good model. You have to be Texas-friendly. They ask you, can I help you out? Would you like for me to put your groceries in the car? This is a major chain. This isn't a little mom and pop chain. Uh, yeah. It's a major chain. And, I mean, a store almost on every corner. Right. And it's an incredible that every store is doing exceptionally well. Yeah, and matter of fact, to the point where Target is leaving, Walmart are, are starting to move out the area because these people, they're, they're getting to the point they got a plus store where they're, they're boxed themselves. So now they're, they're, the, they're, they're exactly what we're talking about the superior power in black America doing. They have cornered the market That's in right. this area, in this region, yeah, and they are kicking out. The competitor. I mean, if you can't compete, you if can't. If you can't compete. compete, you can't, you know. Now, sometimes I want to go to Walmart, but most of the time, where, was it, where does our money go? It goes, it goes to, to HB. this company that mm -hmm. knows how to do business. Now, that brings me to my next point. Okay. Not, not the second topic, but the next point in this topic. Okay. Okay, and the question is, is black America prepared for mass production of businesses in the black community, okay? And so, uh, again, are we prepared? We need training. We need to know that we are going to go into a store and get exceptional service. That's going to keep it me from going. It doesn't even have to be a store. It could be the dry cleaner. It, and, and, and understand this. The $1.1 trillion that African Americans are spending, we're not t trying to capture all of that. We want a portion of that to go back into black communities so that we can rebuild them and live uh, at a higher standard all across now, America, and, and not just in one I, neighborhood. I want to I want to say something. Like you said, you've got to know how to present something that, that that's in competition. You know, you can go to the laundromat, and you can use one of those cars, and then they have this flat screen TV. Mm -hmm. They have a place for your child to play. they got a place for you to eat. And then you can go to a laundromat right across the street, where they still got those old machines, and they're, they're taking coins, and they dirty. smell like smoke. They got, they smell like smoke. They got bed bugs in them and everything else. Okay. And, so, and 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 then you, so you got those two, right? You can go to the nail shop, get your nails done, and just get your nails done real fast. That's it. That's all. Not nothing friendly. Or fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. But you can go for twenty five, thirty dollars. Or forty dollars, which get, is what she get, spent the last time, y'all. Anyway, and get your nails done where they do your your pedicure, your manicure, give you a glass of wine, you know, or water if you don't prefer wine, 
and, and and talk to you and not talk about you. It is, it is the level, <laughs> it is the level of, service of service that you get. Yes. Okay. Now, when people are, and, and when we're talking about 10 million members, mm-hmm. we're talking about just the base, and but there are 42 million people that is going to benefit from our movement, right? Mm-hmm. And so... How do you change the mindset of 10 million people? You start with people like the people in SPIVA. You start with standards. I'm going to tell you, I was I, when I spoke, as, and ladies and gentlemen, I spoke for the first time at the Diaspora Women's Conference here um, on behalf of my husband who could not speak to women, actually. I, so I went in and I spoke, and let me just tell you it was awesome. But anyway. She says it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> and you made me lose my thought. <laughs> But anyway, what I wanted to say is, in the in, at the first of the month, in Black History Month, when February started, Usher and Jermaine Dupree mm-hmm. went in and went in Georgia, from what I understand, into a black bank, mm-hmm. or two black banks, and put money and, in. and opened up accounts and deposited money mm-hmm. in order to support in their communities. That listen, this there is. And, and 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 now we need to shift. We need to go to our second topic. All right, let's do that. The second topic is. Wait, wait, wait! Before you do that, okay. guys, go ahead. Come on, come on in and welcome. Join into the call. Join into the call. We invite everyone to call in. If there's anybody out there that's listening, um, and and you're here live right now, you're not listening to the recording. Give us a call at three four seven nine eight nine zero one eight zero. Press one to get into queue to speak with us. Now go ahead, babe. So so now. We we talked about black businesses and and then being becoming prepared, okay? Because it is not just oh I'm gonna go get me a loan and I'm gonna open up a store, because if you're not prepared to deal with uh, diversity, mm-hmm. if you're not prepared to deal with uh, people coming in there not feeling the same every day, you have to you have to put on a good show no matter what. And so our next topic is. We talk about we're talking about Spiva, the plan. Okay, so I'm going to read the first paragraph. Wait, wait before you do that, mm-hmm. didn't we do this last week? Yeah, every week we're going to talk about <laughs> Spiva. I just want I'm messing with you to know. I am messing okay, with you. Okay, so Spiva <laughs> is the organization owned and operated by members. We're trying to gain 10 million members. It is the foundation for the business of the superior power in Black America. This group it is, is dedicated to it the is mechanism yeah. that will build wealth in the black community and lift up black America as a whole. Spiva forms a financial group that is 10 million members strong. This group is dedicated to the betterment of self and the African-American communities all across this country. Now, you guys got to understand, y'all need to log in to www dot T as in Tom, SPIBA, S-P-I-B-A. It is the acronyms for the superior power in black America. That's how the name, that's what the name means. It is the movement. Okay, and it's dot com, tspiba.com. Now, <clears throat> when you do that, you'll see two black tabs on each side of uh, the the, uh, the writing. You hover over the black tabs and some and an orange drop-down will come down. In that drop-down, there are videos. The reason why the videos are there is because they talk about the same thing we're talking about 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Spiba is an old message because... We have had an old problem for a long time with a real solution. And so the people that's in these videos addressed these problems, these old problems, with real solutions back then. So here's the kicker. The same old problems that we had back then, we have today. So the same great solutions that our leaders came up with back then, will continue to work today. So it's the same old problems and the same great solutions. And so what I'm telling you is that this is, this is a, 
This is an old idea. It just needs to be resurrected, and it needs to be implemented, and it needs to be implemented with some power. Because if we don't control our economics, we will always be powerless to improve our own lives in America. So my point is, go to the drop-down on either side of the writing. It's a black little black box. It will open up an orange drop-down. Go to the bottom of the orange drop-down, you'll see videos. It's about 10 or 12 videos with people like uh, Sister Soldier. Uh, if, if anybody remember uh, Phil Donahue, well, you know how long ago that was. Well, she had a, she had the same idea that we're trying to resurrect today. Uh, 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 Martin Luther King, he had the same idea. So I am I incorporated a lot of videos, not a lot, maybe about twelve or fifteen. About it's about twelve of them, and each one of those tell us about how to empower ourselves. Bottom line is, we need to control our finances. So. Ms. Freeman, are you going to be able to read the next uh, topic? I told you I'm not scripted. Well, don't be scripted, but <laughs> where, where else? All right. Well, Steve considers our collective spending power and how to use it to elevate living standards for 42 million black Americans. The plan to uplift black America involves a serious commitment by members to, re- to redirect a portion of our spending to the Steba Foundation, where we can build wealth out of spending. Once the wealth is built, we can redistribute the wealth back to African-American communities in the form of home loans, grants, education loans, and education grants. Funding for neighborhood cleanup and revitalization is also one of the options that Steba will provide. Now, this is exciting for me because as a woman that has... uh, is that I call myself a professional student, <laughs> but but for a woman or an African American that enjoys learning, that receives learning, and wants to develop on a consistent basis, I I find it important to have the funding that I need. Now I'm a veteran, and I've exhausted all my veterans' funds, but I'm actually getting ready to start uh, go ahead and and, and uh, try to pursue my master's degree. And uh, it's very important that the funding be available. It's very important that the funding is available for my niece when she goes away to school. It's important that the funding is available for information, uh, information uh, people, people to get information, whether it's uh, through a school or through any other type of program, like a trade program. I think that uh, this also opens the door for development of uh, for the development of businesses that that uh, want to train a trade for individuals within SPIBA. they want to they want to go ahead and and do that. I think it's important because this is the way that we're going to educate people. We're going to you know make sure that people are, are, are trained. They're trained for different trades. They're trained. We we want to train people on how to operate their businesses. We we have a lot of things that. We need to do. Excuse me, guys. He kind of caught me off guard for a moment. All right. So I want to go on and and just go ahead and uh, talk about, continue to talk about SPEMA. So African Americans will spend $1.1 trillion this year with no return. Understand what that means. We can't even count a trillion dollars, but we're spending a trillion dollars. Now, most of us are not living like we're spending a trillion dollars. So, therefore, uh, where is that money going? It's not going back to the black communities, but the wealth is there. So the point is, this truth is that it is projected, not only are we spending 1.1, but it's projected to increase by the year 2017 to $1.3 trillion, even greater. And so uh, now this is according to the Nielsen Company. They are a notable group. That 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 uh, what they what they do is they go around and they look at trending spins, uh, uh, spending Spin. trends, and they 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 compile information and reports about the spending trends of all nationalities. Well, according to them, we are going to spend about one point one trillion dollars. 
The question we should be asking ourselves is how is it possible that we could collectively spend $1.1 trillion and not live like millionaires? The answer to that question is very simple, and I'm just, I just want you guys to understand. We're talking about speaker. We're talking about an organization that's going to give back to us where we can build our lives in a sound way. We do not spend in our own neighborhoods because in black neighborhoods, there are not many choices. We don't have quality food. We don't have quality products. Black-owned stores and products just don't have those. You go to the hair place, you get uh, uh, substandard hair at, at, at greater prices. And only if you know about the hair products do you are you able to select a better grade. But you 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 pay more. But we don't own that industry. Now, uh, when you're done with that, I have a topic that I really want to touch on too as well. Okay. I have my own topic for today that I want to help you out with. Okay, very good. Uh, just so that you know, it's only 26 black-owned hair product stores in the U.S. Only 26. Really? Yeah. Yes. You know, they just opened one up in Pflugerville. Yes, it did. Well, it's not black-owned. Yes, it is. Is it? Yep. Okay. It sure is. All right. All right, so, go ahead. Now, let's talk about what you, your, 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 your personal topic. Uh, right, okay. no, it's not a personal topic, but I, I, I know that you can elaborate on it, and I, I just thought about it when you were talking about uh, work within the community. Mm-hmm. I want you to touch on something that you spoke of in your book. I really want you to elaborate on it. Um. First things first, um, like I said, we, we've been speaking at a lot of events lately. Mm. And the politicians are on fire, okay? They promise things to our African communities. And, of course, they, they're, they're, they're known to void by the time they get voted in. They cannot bring them to pass. Okay. Um, but but we, we've been bamboozled. We've been fooled by so many people. Okay. We've been fooled by so many people. And one of those entities that we are fooled with the most are our pastors. And so I would like for you, let's discuss that. I want okay. you to talk about that the way you did in the book. I want you, see, what we need to do in order to get people interested in what we're doing with SPIBA, we've got to hit home in all the areas that that affect us immediately. We talk about stores. We talk about black businesses. We talk about buying from designers. We talk about all of that. But the things that are most apparent that our people don't even really see that they that they don't recognize that you've spoken on in that book. I want you to take from that, and I want you to spin off and tell me. As far as the pastors are concerned, I need to know where you are with that. Okay. So in my book, I mentioned how uh, how we go to church in droves. Black America go to church because we have a connection with with our Father, our Lord. Uh, but our pastors, a lot of them, are not telling. Uh, people that they they're preaching about it, but it's it's like a a powerless preach, and so they're the, not telling the truth. The, the well, they're telling the truth according to the Bible, but, according but, to what but, they're but trying the Afri- to say. But, but the African, um, the African truth, we know that truth. But go ahead. But what they're not telling people mm-hmm. is what the true answer is in the black community, because in essence, what that would mean is that they would have to be more involved in the community. That means they would get less uh, money. They would have to put money back into the community, and they would have to support people, the, the, the people that support that church more. And so they, a certain amount of information pastors can't really give because if, if your agenda is to just make the church rich, then that doesn't funnel money back to the community. It's the same principle as if you go to Walmart or if you go to Macy's, that money leaves the community, and it goes into another community enriching that community. But so, what, now, what is it that they say to us? I mean, I know they say first fruit. Oh. Uh, you know, I know they say tithing. Tithing is number one. Tithing right. is number one. But there's no mechanism to return any of those, uh, that wealth back to the community. But there's nothing in the Word that says that it's supposed to be done. Yes, there is. Not, yes, there not is. To that, in, not in the Word, in Acts, in, 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 in the book of Acts, it talks about how Paul uh, had got the congregation together, and uh, he was preaching to everybody, and everybody, he, he told them, uh, go sell all your worldly goods, bring them to the storehouse. Exactly. Now listen to what I'm saying. The storehouse being the church. Bring them to the storehouse. 
And the second line after that was that every man would have their needs met according to their needs. Now, they would have no lack according to their needs. And, and what were they? So what, that's redistribution. Right, but they were, redis- they were, they were distributing. Or re- wait, wait. They were redistributing, not money, but they brought their goods. Now, now, wait a minute. But that, well, wait, I'm getting somewhere with this. Okay. They're goods. And that's pretty much what we're doing with SPIBA, the goods, your businesses, your companies. We're building you up. We're showing you your goods. Bring your goods to the, store to the storehouse. Your goods is not your quote-unquote cash so I can go spend it by myself a plane or a bus. That's the disconnect. Your goods, that's the disconnect. And so your goods are the things that you have to offer, the trades that you have to offer, those things that, are your goods. That could goods. be services. Right. Could be those you, could be services. You have a certain level of expertise in, in building. So then you're going to train a group of people on how to build. Yes. That's, that's exactly. superior power. Now, yes. It could now, be learning. Now, now uh, if, you, if you don't remember teacher, correctly, because that mental, that's, that's that mental capacity that you and I have, and quite a few other people in, in churches that we've gone to, and one, one church in particular, when we were helping individuals with Chapter 7 bankruptcies. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to, we had our shirts on. Yeah. Uh, at Bible study, advertising it. We weren't even trying to advertise. Right. But we had our shirts on, fresh start. Right. And that the, the pastor was offended. That we would be promoting our own business in his establishment. Although we were there supporting his establishment, he did not want to support ours. Now, there's a certain liability in that. If they found, if they connected with us through at that church, that church may become liable. But we weren't. We but we, right, but we were not doing that, and he we was not, not promoting us. We had on our shirt. Also, there is a there is a certain thing called disclosure, that they are indemnity indemnity no, that it's the not, church no. could say we do not condone exactly. this company. But, but okay. people sell Girl Scout cookies in in church. They say my daughter's got some Girl Scout cookies. And I want you to buy them. The church knows that they're not affiliated with the Girl Scouts of America. People know that. People right. are not stupid. Right. The bottom line is, it's the mentality. There's no excuse. There is no, There's no real excuse. excuse. No, there is no excuse, excuse at all. If you can take my money every Sunday or every Wednesday or every Tuesday, then if I got on my T-shirt with my business on it, you should not be angry about it. Well, not only that, you should help promote that. Yeah. Okay, but but. Well, but I mean, like 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 uh, uh, Robert Lober's uh, restaurant. They would not advertise his restaurant. They and, wouldn't advertise. And, and he was a avid. Uh, he was the armor bearer for the church. Yeah, he was the armor bearer. And but everything. let me back up for yeah. one minute, hon. You also, when when uh, we were talking about how Paul asked people to bring their goods to the storehouse, it also meant money. Money is the workhorse. Money answers all things. So, yeah, bring your skills and do that, but bring your money also. Now, the, what they don't talk about, and here is the big disconnect, they don't talk about the redistribution of that money. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what they don't okay, talk so about. Now- they take the money, go to the bank, the Cayman Islands, put their money someplace where Uncle Sam can't get to it, and this is most churches, uh, but uh, what I don't understand is how much money do you need as a church before you can start redeveloping community programs? Well, you know what? Churches are non-for-profit organizations, and, and, and that, that is sure enough a lot of profit. That's a lot That's of profit. That's a lot of profit. And not and, to give back, mm-hmm. not to have a mechanism that would return but, and rebuild. But you, it's almost but, you, but you got the baddest house increase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't live in a community. Right. You know, now here's here's the other thing. In the black community, we see churches on every corner. We see payday loan stores on every and liquor stores and liquor stores. Mm-hmm. Those are the choices. Now that is not unintentional. Right, it's that's not. intentional. Okay, mm-hmm. these are the businesses that whoever is behind the scenes pulling the little strings is funneling that uh, money into those type of businesses to promote in these areas. And guess what? The simplest way of promoting, and this used to get me, it, it's kind of off-topic a little bit, but I'm going to just hit it. The simplest thing was, especially at the liquor store, 
They'll go hire the prettiest black girl they can find to be behind the register in their minds, collecting the money and ringing everybody up while they sitting there watching or walking around with their gun holster while making sure you don't steal. I, was that something or what? You I mean, know? well, now you got to understand also, uh, we make it hard as a nation, as a, a community, black community, we make it hard to for people to relax around us. When we're walking around with our pants down below our butts, when we're walking around with these golden grills on our mouths, and when we're talking some some mess that nobody can really understand, not even the person you're talking to, you know, and, and your head, and I you got it, right. your, your hair is all messed up and your face ain't washed, you smell like smoke and alcohol, it's hard for people to, to take you in consideration when we're talking about giving you good business. You come in there with an attitude. So so here I notice for a lot of our sisters that go out to restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, if, the, if the waitress is not something, if they don't like her or whatever it is, my sister will give that waitress a very hard time and then will not leave a tip. Now, that is what African-Americans are known for. Can I say something? Well, let me finish. So so then the waitress, her attitude is, I'm not going to get a tip from this person. Mm-hmm. Why should I give her my, my best service? Okay? If you have so that make attitude it when you walk in the door at a restaurant, we make it diff- as an African-American woman <laughs> with an African-American man or whoever you're with, then you have the wrong attitude to be going out to dinner. Thank you. So you you have you have the wrong attitude because your your the the service that the person gives you it it actually is a reflection of the type of patronage that you give when you're sitting down. So if you're sitting there and you're saying if you're sitting there with an attitude and you're reading what's this, <laughs> you know, or you yeah. you got the you got your ignorance on. Yeah. You've got your ignorance on. You're gonna get that back. You're gonna get that back. Well, it makes it difficult. It, it makes it very difficult for me to do business with you. And, if and you know what? I gotta tell and, you. And you think? I had a, I had a, I had a crazy experience the other night. I took my brother uh, to the store. We, it was a, it was a Seven Eleven, and we, we go to the store in the, in the hood, because he wanted to go there. Uh, and so we walk in, and he walks in, and I'm sitting in the car because I won't go in. And I see these three Hispanic dudes. Walking in the store, and I told my brother's girlfriend, I said, oh, my God, they're getting ready to rob it. And she looked at me, and I said, they're going to rob it, and my brother's in there. And she said, they do look like they're going to rob it. Now, my brother's girlfriend is is, is Caucasian. And so she goes in to get him, and he comes out and looks at both of us and says, they they, they come in there all the time. They're not going to rob it. And I said, see, I don't belong in this neighborhood because, see, I'd be afraid. So I wouldn't have my store in that neighborhood, which is wrong, which is wrong. Because if you're, going, if you're part of the African-American community to make things better, you have to have, have things in those neighborhoods for people to go to. So, so what we actually are talking about is not, the first thing is not about money. It's not. The first thing is about re-educating yourselves, educating your children, Here's something that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that our young men are educated to the point of where when they go out, they they are not perceived as being a threat. You know what, Dee? Okay. I, I got one more thing, please. Wait, I'm wait, not wait. trying to that take over. That starts at home. It we got to tell our children, no, you can't walk around like that wait. and represent us wait. in that way. That's what makes people afraid of you. All right, cool. I got I got to say this. Uh-huh. I I work in a driver's license office, guys. Facility. Facility. And we issue licenses. Young man comes in yesterday and he says, I would like to renew my driver's license. So I go online and I start typing in his information. I said, uh, your driver's license is suspended. I don't know how that is. I said, are you driving around? What are you What are you driving with? He showed me his ID. It's my license. I said, no, honey. He said, well, I can't use this when I'm driving. Now, this is a black guy, young black guy. I said, no, it's not a driver's license. 
Well, I, I've been stopped a few times, and I, I, I gave it to him. And I said, really? <laughs> That's why you got all these tickets. I said, so what again do you not? I just don't understand why why, why, why I can't drive with my ID. This, I thought it was a license. So... So now that's a whole nother level of stupidity. Excuse my expression. But that's that's a whole nother but level he was serious. of ignorance. Listen, at a certain age, that's cool for a five year old or yeah. a six year old. But at a certain age you have to you have to know. So so that. working with you and, and common sense of course, but now working with my husband and, and working in the arena that we work in for the superior power of black America and working as an educator, because I I'm a teacher as well. I, I, I couldn't that I was so frustrated with him yeah. that I had to say, you know what, you're embarrassing me. Break that down a little bit and let me explain this to you. Because see, I could have easily gotten up and walked away, but then that would have been that would have been a disservice to him. It would have. Been so I had to explain something to him. Right, educate him. I had to educate him. Yeah. Now that's one thing I wanted to touch on, but please bear with me because we're talking about service. We're talking about ignorance. We're talking about our black people and the perception. We're talking about the way people see us, right? We're talking about, in a nutshell, we're talking about how people will work. It works to, it serves to uplift. Now, that's not just uplifting people's uh, 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 flat screen TV, increasing the value on that. That's increasing the value on your knowledge, on the way you represent yourself, on how you buy, how and you let me out. ask you this: How do you represent now? Now, how do you represent now? This is another question for him because you know what, guys? Uh, D was D still holds a regular job, although he is 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 the the superior power <laughs> Black America man. Now, let me break this down to y'all because I, I I'm you know he says I'm all over the board, but we're talking about perception right now. Right now, my husband was at his desk and a target of perception. Can it? Come on, let's elaborate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so I'm I'm working in the website, and well, I think how this we have people that uh, check the work that we do. We call them quality. He's a right. He's a he's a uh, IT, IT person. IT person mm-hmm. at time at at, at, at a company. At a company, and so we have people that uh, always uh, check the quality of the service that we render. That's why I know it's so important to have great a uh, great Go level ahead. of service. And so I, I'm working in the website Spiba, uh, and uh, somehow this person is looking over my shoulder and sees the website goes behind my back and goes into the website to get a better idea of what it's all about. Now, this is not a black person. This person is a Caucasian. And and she immediately came back to my supervisor and told him that it could be uh, misconstrued or taken uh, in the wrong way. This is what she said. So she would prefer that I don't work on that at work. Now, that's okay because that's, okay. that's their establishment. But, but, right, but in that establishment, guys, just to help you understand, they, they do have that freedom. We do. It's not a violation. So uh, when she said that, I told my supervisor, I said, yeah, it looks like somebody else, somebody already took it out of context. And that was the person that was complaining about it. Uh, but it was so interesting that she went in there and, 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 and looked at it. So your question was, how do I... Uh, navigate through that. Mm-hmm. I it it hit me. It it rubs me in the wrong way. But I understand this. I understand when people are trying to do something greater for themselves, they're going to be opposition. They're going to be distractions. It's going to be people that's going to come to us and say you are being a racist because you're promoting black business and black service and and uplifting black people. And so you're going to be a you're going to be looked at as a racist. We'll get hate mail. There's going to be a lot of things that we're not going to be able to understand that's going to come out of well, this. Well, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because that same night, while I was at school, mm-hmm. I'm at school, and it's, um, um, it's only two of us black women in this class. But I'm at school, and this woman, this Caucasian woman, who has advanced a little further, uh, but is on our level for this particular certification, was jabbering, blah, 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 blah. And the instructor was talking. She called on the woman that we were with at our table, and the woman 
was was answering the question. And the next thing you know, the the young lady was still blah, 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 still talking, and you could hear her, and you couldn't hear the black woman answering the question. So the black woman says, how nice, like you're being disrespectful and rude. And when she did that, the girl shut up. However, at the end of that session, she's at the table, and she says to her, I think you have a problem with me. I feel bullied. And she goes on and on, and you would think, because everyone else witnessed this, that the individuals in the class would say, no, you know, it wasn't that serious. But do you know that that entire room almost of Caucasian people said, yeah, we heard her say shut up three times, and that never happened. And they jumped right on her bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Now, this could have gotten that woman kicked out of that class. Mm -hmm. You know, so we as a community have to come together. Right. We've got to do this for ourselves. And when we talk about bringing up the level, increasing the standard of living for African Americans across this country, it starts in the home. It starts with bringing up the level of uh, 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 teaching to your children. Intelligence, it etiquette. reteaching yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to go back and we need to find out who we are collectively as a black nation. You know, we, used to, we, used, to have, we used to have cotillions. We used to have etiquette classes when I was a little girl. You know, and, 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 and they still have Jack and Jill. You know, it's a little bit for the upper echelon, you know, black folk and everything. But we used to have cotillions. They would prepare you on etiquette and the young men and the young women they would go and, they, you know, this was a big thing. My grandmother, all of her friends, it was a big thing. So at the end, you, you came up and you went to cotillion. Mm -hmm. We don't do that anymore. You know, when I was a kid, we had trunk parties when somebody was going off to college. Mm -hmm. I say trunk party to somebody, you know, one of my friends oh, out yeah. here, they're like, what's a trunk party? Now, in the South, you they know, still have hospitality they have that hospitality. are greater than North and in other parts of the country. You know. Yeah, but then the racism, the the, the racism is, a, is 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 hot. And so let me let me yeah. let me let me piggyback on that. It is in my book. I I that I I collected a map. The map talks about the diff how many black people are in different parts of the country, and the masses are in the worst places for African Americans. South in the deep south, where the the mindset for uh, 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 legislators and all of that is still the same. They think that there should be black slaves. And so that's why they don't uh, open up for the uh, ACA, which is the Affordable Care Act. This is why every time there's a, they're so afraid that their country is going to be changed. It's Changed from what? Changed from white slavery mindset. That but they already got them. They already got them. When I asked someone yesterday if they wanted to register to vote, and it was an intelligent black man, he said, well, I mean, why Why should I register? You know Donald Trump's going to get in office. I said, not if you vote. He said he got all the votes. I said, those are electorate. I said, those are electoral votes. Getting out to vote, your vote does count. It counts. And that's what we need to let people know. Your vote does count. It counts. Get out there and vote because it counts. The most it important matters. thing, though, is that, no politician is going to uplift the African-American community. We have to do that on our own, and that's what Speaker is all about. So we are like four minutes in, and I out, and I definitely want to re reiterate how to find Speaker. You okay. go to the website. At www.tthesuperiorspowerpnib, as in black, a as in America, www.tspeba.com. Look at our videos. Oh, by the way, Dee has posted videos of his conference. He has posted videos of, 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 of different people like Malcolm X. Uh, he's posted some great videos. Um, he'll be posting my video hopefully soon if I can get it spliced because it's too long. But, uh, yeah, it's too long. It's yeah, too long. put it on YouTube. Uh, but, it, yeah, he's got, he's, he's, he's got it to the, to, the, to the greatest standard now where you can really go in and look at him and you want to see him in action, 
please check out www.tspeba.com. And again, the way you get to the videos is there are there is a drop down uh, that if you hover over it, the Spiba Solutions black box on either side of the uh, web page. And when it drops down, you have to go all the way to the bottom of the uh, drop down, and you'll see videos. So you'll go down to Mer- Go down to Spiba Solutions, drop down to Members, over. scroll over to Think Tank, go down to Videos. Now, uh, these videos are very powerful. And you can also go to the search box. I think it's a search box in, in uh, on the page where you can just put in videos and it should come up. I'm not sure that okay. that tab works like okay. that. You have to go, go Right, we, we still need down. to look at that. All right. So uh, these, these videos are very powerful, and again, they are about the solution. Uh, in the African-American community, old solutions, old problems. Now, you can tweet with Daryl on his Twitter account, Landau Smooth. Now, he's got a lot of followers on that account, and he's following a lot of people, but he's got a lot of followers on uh, Twitter. Landau, L-A-N-D-A-U, Smooth, S-M-O-O-T-H. Also, uh, Facebook page, The Superior Power in Black America Facebook, and where you, you can, can just go there and find pertinent information, uh, like Know Your Rights, things like that. Always add it to that page. And you can blog with them as well. You can read his blogs and respond to his blogs um, on Blogspot. And don't forget, you can always call in 347-989-0180 if you want to be a part of our conversation. Now, we welcome that. You know, did you tell them that, that it's Life with Landau? What, what, what about those blogs? Well, the, the blog uh, site is Life with Landau Smooth. Yeah. And, and when you go to that site, there are maybe about 45 or 50 postings. We post almost once or twice a week uh, about uh, important information and hot topics. Now, wait, wait, wait. What's the hot topic this time? What did you What did you blog about this time? Uh, what did I blog about this time? I gotta look and see. <laughs> you gotta look. You know he's he's always on there. I got always blogging, always speaking his mind the way he sees it. But he's been blogging lately. What is that one? America's black culture is on track to an image. Oh, that's what, that was that was your topic last week on the show. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the topic on next week's show has not been determined. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. But we will have it out, and, and Queen Mother for Real will let you all know what it is. It has not been determined. Usually we, we have it on our minds, and we come across it in the show. But something's going to happen this week to trigger it. So the uh, er, the, the, the uh, most recent blog is about are we prepared for mass production in the black community. I, a lot of the material that we talk about is uh, topics of the blog. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, we got about... Three minutes left. Three minutes left? Yes. Oh, okay, good. We got three That's minutes good. left. And, and, guys, we want to thank, again, Queen Mother For Real. We want to thank our producer, Kenneth. Uh, D.C. Carter, we know you're out there somewhere listening. So we want to talk to you soon. K.C., we want to talk to you soon. We also know that uh, with with Queen Mother For Real Productions, there are other folks that you can listen to. Oh, wow. So who do we have? We got... We have we got Kenneth. Yeah. Kenneth is on there. There is one called Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Prince of Peace. Those are the, that's an episode for that's Queen Mother for episode. Real. Yeah, those are episodes. Uh, Black Urban America with Kenneth Jones. He's oh, yeah. Very interesting. Sister Queens, Rise and Shine with Queen Mother. Uh, Provocative Thoughts with, with Carlton, Carlton Steed. So we got quite a few people. Quite a few people. We got Queens Roundtable. Is that, oh, that yeah, I love that one. The Queen's Roundtable, round yeah. And, of course, the superior power in black America. That's right. So you do, uh, we do encourage you guys. You know, I, and I like that. I like that Kenneth Jones show. Uh, Kenneth. No, no, Kenneth. Is, what's his last name? Kenneth Jones. Kenneth yeah. is a very yeah, powerful uh, 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 artist, I would say, because his topics are always hitting home, you know, where it's, most in, where it's mostly needed. All right.